There's no problem too big or small, no issue too hot or cold, and no subject these gentlemen won't talk about. Let's head into the lab to see what they're working to figure out today. Let's get into it and get down to it. Welcome to Figure It Out. This is George Grombacher. Joining me in a moment will be Centauri Minor. And helping us move from awareness to action this week is Matthew Failing, the president and CEO of Better Business Bureau of the Pacific Southwest. Welcome, Matthew. Thank you, George. Great to, great to be here. And moving forward, I, I always want to introduce somebody with their full name. Do you, do you want me to call you Matt or Matthew? Matt is fine. Matthew, I like to see him print. It's one of those weird vanity things. I'd like to see it written as Matthew, but you can call me whatever you want. Matt, it is. Well, I believe that Centauri has joined us. And Centauri, I don't know if you're aware that the Better Business Bureau scores, at least it did, an A-plus through an F. Do you know what your Better Bureau Better Business Bureau score is, Centauri? Do you mean like my organization or me personally? Whatever you like. <laughs> I do not know either, but I would hope they're very. Uh, I would hope it's in the B plus to A range. Okay. I'm not sure. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, Matt, thanks so much for your time today. You are in your twelfth or maybe your thirteenth year as CEO and with the Better Business Bureau since 1995. So, I imagine it's been quite a journey. It has, yeah, George. It's it's it's. I, I answered the phone in July of 1995, where most of the students had left for the summer. I was in uh, in Richmond, Virginia, and the phone rang, and I answered it. And my internship coordinator said, uh, "I know you need an internship to graduate. That's all you need. Uh, and you're the only only student left <laughs> left in the city. Uh, you're interested in going down and talking to the Better Business Bureau." And I said, "The what?" I said, the Better Business Bureau, and I said, sure, why not? And 23 years later, 20, yeah, 23 years later, wow, here I am. So um, made my way, uh, worked in Richmond, Virginia for about five years, and then the Council of Better Business Bureaus, which is our federated headquarter up, up north in uh, northern Virginia or the D.C. area, there I was doing a lot of programming, a lot of analysis, um, working with BBBs to utilize their databases, uh, to pull out information and really use that to improve their businesses uh, and got recruited out to uh, uh, the Denver, Colorado area where I worked for um, a couple years and then over to Phoenix and took over in late 2005 and uh, have been here ever since. So um, have worked in operations and communications and human resources and finance and sales and recruitment and sponsorship and so just um, would get really bored and get the opportunity to do something else. And every time that, that opportunity popped up, I would, uh, I would jump on it. And um, it's just been a, it's been a ride. So that's about all I can say. Excellent. And as we were getting ready to start the show, you mentioned that uh, the, the Better Business Bureau, and we're, we're having a conversation here in Phoenix, is is merging with or has merged with some of the better business bureaus in California. So, how is that yes. process going? Well, um, we merged officially with the Better Business Bureau of San Diego, Orange, and Imperial Counties, uh, basically the first of, of April okay. uh, is when it became effective. Uh, we've been working toward it for 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 a while, but we are now officially one five hundred one c six organization. 
And uh, so our service territory is the Pacific Southwest. And so it goes from Orange County down to San Diego County, over through Imperial and into Yuma and Maricopa, Mojave, uh, Yavapai, Yuma. And I'm forgetting some counties, but uh, forgive me. Uh, it's, it's most of Arizona minus the Tucson area. So it's a, it's a very large area and you know our goal is to really stand up campuses throughout so that we can connect with the communities that we serve um it's one thing to say you know you serve an area and actively serve it it's another to say that and then just you know maybe drive a car through it so we really want to put put down brick and mortar everywhere we serve so um matt i know that most people are probably somewhat familiar with better business bureau um and have encountered at some point in their Lives, but if you could do some level setting for our listeners about what you do, the scope of work, and why it's kind of important to business owners around the country. Absolutely. Um, so we have a very kind of broad and, and I consider kind of a, a, an interesting mission, and that is it's an ethical marketplace where buyers and sellers trust each other. And so, you know, when you think about the services that we provide, which is often what we're known for, dispute resolution or rating companies, we're putting out scam alerts. I mean, those things feed into an ethical marketplace, right? And, and you know, we don't want to stop at saying to a business, you know, we're going to stand outside and rate you. And we don't want to tell the customer, hey, hey, you know, we can help you get resolution for a complaint because the customer's always right. I mean, we really are an intermediary. And in order to, to advance this trust, you know, we have to set standards uh, and then we also have to really support best practices and encourage them uh, through engagement, uh, through education, uh, both on the consumer side and the business side. Um, but I, I, to me, the most important thing that we do is really we create a community of trustworthy businesses where, whereby trust is the is kind of the bedrock of the free market, uh, you know, the free market economy. Everything from currency to to actual services. If people don't trust that they're going to get uh, value, whether that be monetary or service, uh, through a relationship or through an engagement, then it just falls apart. And you have overregulation, and you have um, you know really stifling of competition and innovation and these sorts of things. So you know we believe in a free market, but we believe in in, in businesses that treat customers fairly and we believe in and customers knowing what their expectations are and entering into a relationship so um you know that's a very broad who we are uh what we do um you know it it falls under that you know which is resolving complaints that 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 a business and a consumer are going to get into a a disagreement we call that conciliation uh we we do investigations we work with the media or governmental agencies to really root out what industries may or may not need regulation. I mean, again, we're very we're, we're pro self-regulation, so and we believe that industries that want to self-regulate can and do. So um, you know, and then and then we work to engage with businesses by offering them uh, everything from spaces to meet to uh, educational programming that will. Uh, talk about how to market, you know, um, and advertise ethically, uh, how to uh, treat employees with respect or vendors, how to resolve disputes. And so, you know, we do a lot of things. Everything that we do, we believe, advances our mission. And uh, we're constantly stopping and looking and saying, are we doing that? So, um, you know, it's a, 
usually people who who aren't exposed to the Better Business Bureau save uh, uh, their their knowledge of our dispute process or our rating system. When they come through and take a tour of one of our facilities, uh, they usually leave with a "Wow, I didn't know you guys did all that." So. Uh, we, we really, really strive to make a difference in the communities that we serve. Got it. So there's so much that, that I want to learn more about. Um, you talked about how you're interested in having actual brick-and-mortar places in the communities and the counties that you serve so that you're not just saying that, hey, we're, we're here to help, but you actually have somebody that they can go face-to-face with and, and get resources. So when you say that there's, when, when, when people come into your offices, they're like, wow, I didn't realize you guys did all that. What are some of those things that people don't commonly realize? Well, for one, that we actually offer an avail space for community groups or business groups. So, you know, if you were to, you know, own a business and need a space to, um, to have some uh, training going on, we can avail that to you. If you um, didn't have a video produced, you know, we have videographers in green rooms. If you needed um, some, uh, you needed to send your employees through some QuickBooks training or things like that, we avail all these, uh, these and a number of things, you know, based on demand and, and, and market, you know, demand. Um, we offer all these things through our various locales and and try to engage uh, that way. Now, we are not trying to compete with the businesses that offer these services for profit um, in the in the marketplace. We're simply trying to complement and often lean on them to be our uh, teachers and our instructors and these sorts of things. So we would reach out to a financial services group to talk about you know wise investing, or we would reach out to. Uh, a law firm to talk about, you know, how to, how to handle difficult employees, things like that, to really train our businesses and really provide them the the access to a lot of materials that they may otherwise have to pay a significant amount of money for. Got it. Excellent. I can see where that obviously would be incredibly valuable. It's just a matter of getting the word out and letting people know, like, hey, we are very interested in helping to not only rank your business, but also to help you guys grow your business and take it to the next level and even help groom some, uh, some small startup businesses into, uh, big successful businesses down the road too. So. Yeah, absolutely. And you touched on the startup businesses and that's really our big opportunity now is to go to this new gig economy and startup economy and say, you know, you, we can give you resources and provide you resources. And the hope for us is that, you know, they become long-term advocates for a Better Business Bureau, whether or not they maintain BBV accreditation and support us through membership over the years or not. It, at the very least, they would become brand advocates for us and really, you know, spread the word out there. Uh, word of mouth is, is, you know, as you know, probably the most valuable <laughs> uh, form of advertising and marketing any organization can, can attain. Uh, yet you can't buy it. So um, it's something that, you know, we're really trying to go to that community and say we are a resource as well. Um, and so that's been an interesting journey. Got it. I was, watching a, uh, I was watching a video online in advance of our conversation, and you were talking about how, yes, the Better Business Bureau is a nonprofit organization. Um, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be successful and, and earn a profit, but what it does mean for you or your organization, at least from what I was able to, to glean, is that you've been able to reinvest 
any profit or some some of the profits that you've been successful or, or fortunate to have into some of these new innovations is that is that something that the Better Business Bureau from a national standpoint is is trying to get their chapters to do is this and 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 you're taking the ball and running with it or yeah i think that our, unfortunately i i think there's a bit of a lack of leadership uh that comes from the the the, the what i would call the federated headquarters um I would say they're not as interested in, in that as they are in kind of checking off some compliance boxes. But okay. but I'm not I, I wouldn't say that their job is to necessarily do otherwise. So it's really you know, it really was born out of some conversations that we had with an executive committee of the board of directors here where we kept asking ourselves, why are we doing what we're doing and what could we be doing better and why do we exist and it really, you know, we said if no one else is going to lead, then let's do it. And as you point out, no money equals no mission, you know, and more margin equals more mission. And we're not paying shareholders. We're not, um, you know, we're, we're not publicly traded and, and we have to worry about our stock, you know, prices up and down. What we're doing is, is really trying to be impactful and make a difference. And the only way to do that is to reinvest in the communities, again, that you serve. And I'm, I'm very big on that. When when we merged with the San Diego, uh, the office out of San Diego, one of the comments that I made was uh, it didn't, they said they were the Better Business Bureau of San Diego, Orange, and Imperial Counties. But I added serving San Diego, meaning that they were largely ignoring Orange County and Imperial Counties. And we were doing that a number of years ago, a decade ago, we looked at ourselves and said, we're very Maricopa-centric. And while we're never, we'll never abandon Maricopa, we do need to expand to Yavapai, to Yuma, to Mojave. We need to look for places where activity was happening and actually plant ourselves down. So the only way to do that is to increase you know, revenue so you can increase expenditures in those communities. And so we're pumping money into those economies as well and creating jobs and opportunities and hopefully impacting those areas whereby business is conducted in a more ethical and honest manner, right? I mean, it would be great to be known as a region of integrity. I'm not sure, you know, how we would ever go about doing that, but I mean, it would seem that if somebody said, oh, geez, uh, Maricopa County, what a region of integrity that is. I mean, that would be a feather in our collective caps, I would think. And I don't know how many people would actually fight that as as a moniker. So, um, you know, for us, it really is just pouring back into the communities that we're so blessed to serve. Yeah, I appreciate that. Sorry. Matt, one of the things that you and I have actually had a conversation about, and I'd love for you to touch on, is this idea when you think about the startup scene and the entrepreneurship, it's mostly about, you know, what's the next app or what's the next tech thing. But for the most part, most entrepreneurs are doing things like lawn service or um, service industry things, things that you are doing at BBB. So talk a little bit about how you're shifting the mindset from when you really want to, or if you're really interested in helping entrepreneurs in the startup scene, it's looking at fledgling service business and the businesses that uh, interact with BBB. Absolutely, and Centauri, we have, and 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 I'm I'm glad you remember that, and 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 that is Main Street entrepreneur is what I've heard, and how I've heard it, how I've heard it um, described, right? And so, uh, the, even the high tech companies, I mean, you know, even the biotechs, the biomeds, whatever they are, they need somebody to uh, 
mind the the lawn and fix the roof and make sure the HVAC's working and and you know they want to pick up the phone and call somebody that they trust and so um, there's a need for these businesses I mean they 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 are just as important as the high tech folks and and the medical folks just as important to to the economy to the state to the region and. There was no really, there's no place really for them to go. Uh, people are fighting over the next app developer, but they're not fighting over the next roofer or landscaper. And so we said, you know, there's an opportunity for us to really create a community here and set people up uh, to be successful and put them uh, in touch with each other so that their needs are met while they're also growing, so they can build their own. You know, book a business and they can make relationships and they can learn while they're doing it all under kind of, I would say, the banner of ethics and integrity, which is what we can provide. So if we're able to achieve what we're trying to do, uh, then we should have what I would call an accelerator, an incubator. I mean, you pick the phrase uh, for a new business to come in and really gather, you know, their foundation uh, to where they can go out and be successful. So, you know, Better Business Bureau really, even though we don't, we're not industry specific, we're heavily indexed in the service industry because that's what a lot of consumers, they need something, they need somebody to, to, to call or they need somewhere to look up and, and say, who can I trust? And we've, we've done that for 100 years, but how do we take that further and now go to the business and say, how do you become a trustworthy business? And so if we can engage with these kind of Main Street startups at the very infancy of their business, then hopefully we can make a lasting impact. That certainly makes sense to me. So do you find that uh, that technology is helping the work that you're trying to do, or is it making it a little bit more crowded? Um, <laughs> well, it depends. I mean, if you really want to boil it down to the services that we provide, the, the, I think there's a lot, of, a lot of businesses that are doing things strictly for a revenue play that, you know, may or may not care about integrity and ethics. And I'm not saying that they're, they lack ethics or that, they, or, or that they're bad, but that's not their bottom line. When their bottom line is their bottom line, when their bottom line is their shareholders and is their investors, it becomes a different story. And so a lot of the services that we provide and have provided for a number of years, people are looking to kind of commoditize and, and we'll never want to compete in that space. So from that from that regard, it may be pushing some of our services uh, out, or actually even making them, and frankly, more selective or even more impactful when we do offer them. Uh, I think what it does is it forces us to step outside of ourselves for a moment and ask the, the the very important question, and that is, have our services become our mission, or are our services advancing our mission? And if the if the answer is yes to the first one and no to the second one, then we really need to say, well, what can we do to provide service to the community? Because again, we are. Uh, you know, a 501c6. We are not-for-profit, and so we exist for the public good, and are we doing it? And so that's something that, I mean, on an annual basis, uh, you know, we really do kind of go off-site and, and dive into, and we do it on a daily basis, but, I mean, we're really stepping outside of ourselves, you know, annually to say, is this, you know, are we moving in the direction we want to move? And um, Technology is, is the great equalizer in some cases, and in some cases, it's uh, you know an impediment. So, Matt, can you uh, very briefly describe what a C six is? 
A C6 uh, is a uh, it's a business league, so it's an IRS tax designation, and so it's it's considered it's what a chamber of commerce would be or a trade association. And I like to use the the trade association analogy, and I say if you are a business that has ethics or integrity in its portfolio, then you can join our association. Um, but that's that's briefly what a C6 is. It's not a it's not a public benefit charity in the sense that it's not a, a you don't give a dollar and walk away and then we go work on research. We really you know our mission is to you know advance marketplace trust and so the businesses who believe in a free market economy and believe in self regulation and believe that the work that we do uh, lends itself to uh, a better business environment for all. You know that's how we get our support. That's a lion's share of our support. Excellent. So, Matt, want to ask, what are the three biggest things that you've learned over the past three years? Three years, and so yeah, it's interesting to to, to really try and um, and really try and narrow it to the three years. I would say that the, the biggest one, and you'll either think I'm really dumb or really brilliant, <laughs> and that is, you know, you can't be in two places at once, and. Um, in, in my case, I really have tried to be present for the 40 to 50 staff that we have in Southern California and the 80 staff that we have here to really show that, A, I'm not leaving Phoenix, and B, we're not just scooping up, you know, San Diego and, and, and enveloping it into Phoenix. And so that's the that's been the biggest learning curve is, is really, or something that I've learned is that I really thought it would be easier to be kind of, you know, working out of two cities. And... Um, even though I've racked up tons of, of, of segments and not a whole lot of miles because it's a quick flight, um, it's it's been that's been interesting. And so you know I've really tried to learn how to manage from afar, uh, really via video and other communications tools. So for me, it's not you know I would say the lesson is is what I've learned is basically how to do that better uh, than I was doing it in the beginning. So um, that's one. And then two, and it kind of goes hand in hand, and it's something that I always knew, but now I really have a test case, and I can say it with, you know, without a doubt, that culture is is really what drives success. And we were able to go in and and basically in in four months' time, you know, really turn around um, an organization that flat for a number of years and really set them on the, the right path. And so... Um, and that was by adding simple things like water coolers, um, which are very low cost, but employees like to have cold water that's nice and fresh and, um, you know, adding a Keurig and, you know, a popcorn machine. I mean, there's some things that, you know, you take for granted when you work in a certain environment for so long. And and, in Phoenix, we had always been very uh, mindful of our, our corporate culture. And I think that you can really look on the P&L and you can really look at your KPIs and see a positive impact. So it's it's actually being able to look down and see that. So I would say that even though, again, it's another thing that I probably knew, I now have empirical data behind to say, you know, look, this is um, absolutely um, something that um, uh, is, is true. When they say, you know, culture eats strategy for breakfast, I don't know if that was Ford or who that was, but uh, somebody said it and it's true. Um, and then I would say the third thing is really um, when you become a, a, when you go from 40, we had at one point, I think 40 employees and we're up to 80 and now we're at 130 is, is managing this growth. And, and, and 
I made a mistake, and you know, so you only learn from making mistakes, right? You never learn from doing the right things. So I learned that I really should have been more mindful of some of the financial reporting and acumen, and not that we were doing anything. We have we get audited every year. We have great relationship with our auditors and CPAs on on that are on call, but we we didn't really have a great handle on internal financial reporting. And to go from an organization that was say two million uh, just you know a decade ago to about 15 million now with, you know, again, an explosion in employees, you really have to manage growth and you can only do that if you know what's going on. And so, you know, I've really, really doubled down on kind of my understanding and, and education around financial reporting and how to read a P&L and, and the balance sheet. And again, I've had those for years and I always felt like I could look at them and tell you the story of the organization. But, you know, when you grow this fast, it, you have to grow with it. And so for me, uh, understanding that this is a different job that I have than it was just, you know, two years ago, let alone five years ago. That's been a real, you know, the growing never stops and the, the learning never stops. And you can hit a plateau for a while and get comfortable, and then you're shot out of a cannon and you got to keep up. So my stamina was tested for sure. Uh, and I think we're doing really well. And I think that, you know, I just had lunch with the former board chair and and a new CFO, and, and, you know, everybody's happy and pleased with the way things are going, but uh, there's still a lot of learning left to do. So, um, hey, that's what I get excited about when I wake up in the morning. Yeah, talk about new learnings and uh, keeping on your toes, going from 40 to 80 and now 130 employees in a short amount of time. That is, uh, that's explosive growth, so I credit you guys. Yes. Thank you. All right, sir, and then... One last question, if, knowing that the entire world would hear it, what plea would you want to make? Well, you know, I, I thought about that a little bit, and I'd have to tell you that I'm, I'm going to make it personal and not professional and not business-oriented, because if that were true, uh, what a powerful thing, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, just what we do and what I've seen over the years and the amount of disputes that I've seen and the amount of dust-ups and how angry people get and just the emotions behind things is just, you know, assume, well, first of all, be good, (laughs) do good things, but then secondarily, assume others are as well. And I think that if we just all came from the position that you mean well and I mean well, then we can probably get somewhere. It's when we refuse to think that anybody else beside ourselves has good intentions that, you know, you can start getting squirrely and sideways. And so, you know, I probably wouldn't have a job if everybody did that. (laughs) That's why I say it's not professional. It's more personal, right? So, but what a great thing to do is to be kind of out of a job, right? Because, um, like this. I mean, I didn't choose this. I chose not to leave it. You know, I just kind of accidentally got into it and I just chose not to to, to leave the industry. And so that's, um, you know, I'd be happy to leave it if everybody got along and we never had any more issues and, and everybody trusted each other and everybody was polite. I'd, I'd gladly go, you know, bag groceries, um, something. I don't know what, but uh, I think that that's something. just excellent, excellent advice. And I think that we need it now more than ever with so much vitriol that you see on social media and in our political process and everything else. And, yeah, I think that if everybody was good and then assumed that everybody else was good as well, we'd probably be in a little bit of a happier place. So I think that that's great. Yep, absolutely. 
So, Matt, where can people learn more about uh, the Better Business Bureau of Pacific Southwest, or what? How would you like them to to get involved with the Better Business Bureau? Well, I think you know. BBB.org is a great place to start. It's simple. Uh, you just put in your zip code, and it'll 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 get you to 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 our little corner of the BBB world. Um, beyond that, if you're listening in 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 the Phoenix area, you know, call us or stop by and and ask for a tour and and just engage. I mean, we're here. We have a business and community center. It's fourteen thousand square feet that we avail to um, affiliated. You know, organizations, either you know, nonprofits that we uh, trust, or or through accredited businesses that are that are supportive of us, um, and just you know, see what we're about. And I think experiencing us that way, uh, you know, is 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 always good. You know, if you're in Yuma, San Diego, Prescott, Lake Havasu City, or oh, geez, where else? Orange County. Um, you know, come by. Just make. Put in a phone call, come by, see us. Uh, the experience of, of, of meeting us uh, and, and seeing that we're people who care and seeing that the services that we provide are, are, are tremendous. So, um, you know, bbb.org or stop by one of our campuses. Excellent. Centauri, what have we forgotten to talk about? You answered all my questions. Thanks, Matt, for being on here. Yeah, Centauri, thank you. Excellent. Matt, anything else you want to get off your chest, sir? Oh, George, I got a lot, but, you know, uh, I'll save that for my analyst, you know. Um, yeah, all good. I appreciate what you guys are doing as well, and, uh, you know, if um, I would love to, uh, you know, do more in the future, so let us know how we can help. Always open to ideas. Excellent. Well, thank you, sir, and thank you, as always, for listening. Feel free to share the show with somebody you think would enjoy it and as always keep questioning because the struggle is real